Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. This is day 7 of season 99. First question asks us for a former member of the European community, which would be its northernmost member at the time, and would always be of any such organization. Uh, yeah, this one I really only considered one option, much to my detriment, which was Svalbard. Because um, I know it's a territory of Norway, and uh, um, it is it does have that distinction of being kind of like not only part of the country, but like it's a territory. It's kind of not, a, it's, I don't know, semi-autonomous or whatever defines that. Um, and... I did think about Greenland, but I thought, is that really as far north as Svalbard? You know, I know Svalbard is in the Arctic Circle, or at least partly so. I don't know if it's entirely so. Um, and so that's really what tipped me um, in that direction, was just thinking, I think that's just the farthest north possible thing that I can think of. So that's what I put down. My first thought was Greenland. Uh, it seemed to tick all the boxes. I thought about Svalbard, but I figured I didn't know that Svalbard was remotely autonomous or independent or mm. however you want to consider, or, or even just a separate territory of, I thought Sweden, but not mm. real, not real hard. Um, <laughs> I just figured it was like, you know, a bunch of islands, like, mm. like Long Island. Ah. Like Long Island isn't, a, you know, its own thing, really. It's just a thing that's physically separate from the mainland, but sure. that's about it. Um, so I just kept coming back to Greenland, and I have no idea why they left the European community until in, in 1985. Mm. Um, but I just, I kept thinking, yeah, that makes as much sense as anything, and I just figured that Svalbard was not quite uh, independent enough to have been its own member mm. of the EC. And yeah. to have left. So I said Greenland. And that was the correct answer. Good reasoning there. Hmm. Uh, question two asks us for the name of a semi-pro basketball player or the Converse sneaker named after him. Uh, and gives us the hint with the song lyric, somebody <laughs> once told me the world is going to roll me. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, is from All Star by Smash Mouth. Right. So I figured, okay, these are, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that it's the Converse All-Stars for mm -hmm. the shoe, and the uh, player who endorsed them was Chuck Taylor. Yep. But part of my problem with saying Chuck Taylor was, I keep, I kept thinking, am I thinking that because there's a professional wrestler who goes by the name of Chuck Taylor, <laughs> and it's actually like Chuck Tyler, and I'm just kind of <laughs> mixing those in my head? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to All-Star, because I'm pretty sure about that one. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll just say All-Star. Yeah, I had a similar line of thinking in terms of, you know, I, these are familiarly called Chucks because they're named after Chuck Taylor. And uh, so I knew that, and I was preparing to put his name down. Then I kind of reread the question and said, oh, you can give the name of just the shoe, which I thought, you know, sort of like you were thinking it would be much simpler and easier and more certain of it, given the song lyric at the beginning of the question, which definitely nerfed, nerfed this one out a lot. Um, 
And so I put down All Star as well, uh, partly thinking that the distinctive design of them is the uh, star within a circle on either side of um, the shoes, you know, kind of at the ankle there. So um, I, I, I knew this was Chuck Taylor All Stars. And so I just put down All Star. And I hope that's correct, because mm -hmm. the official answer is Chuck Taylor All-Star. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, yeah I I figure that, because if you Google All-Star shoes, mm -hmm. it's going to take you to these. Right. It's gonna, and, and it's, so, I think that's probably close enough, especially since he said the name of the shoe or the basketball player. Mm -hmm. And those have to be two separate things, because the basketball player was not named Chuck Taylor All-Star. Right. So this is kind of an oddly phrased thing given the the answer. I figured it would it would return something like All Star slash Chuck Taylor or something like that. Yeah. But no, it's just one it's just one line forwards, no well, punctuation. Now you got me worried because I think there mm. are Converse All Stars that are not Chuck Taylors. There there are, but I mean that was the sh that was the name of the shoe when it was first developed. Okay. There have been spinoffs, yes. Okay. But that's like asking for the name that Michael Jordan originally, the name of the shoe that Michael Jordan originally endorsed, mm -hmm. and not accepting Air Jordans because, well, there's Air Jordan, you know, various types. So you're not being specific <sighs> enough. But well, what I'm thinking of is more like there are all stars that are not Chuck Taylors. Yes. So I don't know that those were, I mean, mm -hmm. were those developed after these ones or in parallel with these ones? I believe, I believe after. Okay. I believe the original All-Star was just the one kind of shoe. Okay. And that was like the only kind that they, that they made. Uh-huh. Because this was back in the 1920s. They wouldn't have made 75 different varieties. Probably not. For the, pro, you know, the prehistoric sneaker heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm think I'm going to assume that I get credit for that. I guess I will too. Um, I mean, I think I should because if if they're going to be that nitpicky, then they're going to get some appeals mm -hmm. on it. Because if it's just the name of the shoe, it's you know All Star should cover it too. But I don't know that that sort of irks yeah. me on in retrospect. I think it'll I think it'll go. Hope so. Question three gives us a couple of 19th century strikes and says they were the catalyst for the foundation of the Labor Party in what country? Yes, these are the uh, Maritime Strike in 1890 and the 1891 Shearer's Strike. So if I think of a place that has a lot of uh, sheep and would certainly be, you know, invested in maritime work as well, Australia comes right to mind and was really clinched by that last parenthetical where it says it's been in government since the election of 2022. Um, you know, part of my current events knowledge is that that's when Australia went back to uh, more liberal Labor Party leadership rather than the more conservative leadership they had prior to that for quite some years, I think. Um, and so they, they kind of, you know, similar to the turnaround we've seen here in the U.S., have, you know, um, uh, struck back towards the, a little bit more to the left in that sense. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure there are other countries that you could consider for this kind of thing, like 
where you, Scotland, for example, where you would have certainly maritime work and sheep shearing uh, and a labor party. But the 2022 part really um, clued me in like, yes, I know that's when Australia's government kind of changed hands um, for the labor to lead it. So that's what I put down. Pretty much the same uh, logic as you. Uh, I also thought like, well, New Zealand, then I thought, no, labor was in power there. And I, uh, I believe mm -hmm. Jacinda Ardern was yes. uh, a labor. And then they got turfed out after mm -hmm. she retired. Um, also thought of Scotland, but then I figured, I don't think labor is in charge of Scotland. I think they've got like a Scottish national party. Sure. Um, and not to mention that, you know, they're still subordinate to the UK parliament. Mm. Uh, so, you know, briefly thought, well, maybe Ireland? No. Uh, I don't. I don't think that, that that doesn't that doesn't jibe with the la a labor party that came into power in twenty twenty two either. Yeah, that's and not I thought their party name. It just kind of it still kept coming back down to uh, Australia because it fit everything else better uh -huh. than any other country I could think of. So I also said Australia, and that was correct. Uh, question four asks us essentially which Scottish inventor coined the term horsepower. And it gives us a uh, a unit that is named after him that represents 0.00134 horsepower. This is James Watt. He borrowed a horse from, I believe, his local brewery <laughs> uh, and measured out how much, uh, essentially, energy it could output uh, and called that a horsepower. Oh. And it's it, there's like this weird thing where it's like a, a horsepower is actually only about a sixth of a horse. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird and imprecise and that's why, uh, that's why it isn't an official, uh, metric type measurement ah. uh, in favor of say the Watt. Okay. Named after James Watt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one that it took a good little while for it to come to mind for me. Um, cause initially I was kind of stuck on thinking that this was the, the steam engine guy which would have been a little later, I think, than the 1700s. Mm -hmm. um, but something about that got the, you know, synapses closing um, in the right area of my brain, I guess. Um, because trying to think of in particular, like, what unit could this be that's about power um, and, you know, that could plausibly be named after a Scotsman, like things like Ohm or Ampere are clearly not Scottish names or uh, unlikely to be at least. Um, and so uh, I really let this one percolate the longest, I think. Um, and uh, eventually uh, Watt popped into my head and I thought, yeah, I think that sounds right. I think I recall his being Scottish and it makes sense that, you know, uh, a single Watt, which is a pretty small amount of power, would come to this uh, tiny fraction of one horsepower. So uh, I also put down watt. And that was correct. Nice. Question five asks us for a resort chain uh, that has had two set, uh, that has been the setting for two different seasons of a streaming television series. Yes. And notes that they are fictionally located in Maui and Sicily. Um, I haven't seen any of the second season, but I know that The White Lotus, the first season, was set in a very tropical setting. I couldn't remember if it was Hawaii or somewhere else in the South Pacific. Um, but 
I, I knew that this was uh, famously this very high-end resort for very rich, jerky people, um, and, you know, drama ensues. Um, and, yeah, we watched, I don't know, about half a season of it, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and didn't, it wasn't really our jam. You know, it's well done, but it, it wasn't what uh, um, feeds our souls as much as, I don't know, masterminds or something. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is, uh, the uh, I guess, I don't know if the series or the chain is called The White Lotus, but I put down White Lotus because uh, the article doesn't matter for the answer. So that's what I went with. Yeah, same here. That was <laughs> That was exactly what I, uh, <laughs> uh, my thinking through was, oh yeah, this is that, uh, the White Lotus. I, I did remember that the second season was in Italy. I don't know that I remembered Sicily specifically, but mm-hmm. I remember hearing when it came, when it came out that it was going to be in Italy this time. Mm-hmm. So I also said White Lotus. And that was the correct answer. Uh, finally, we're asked to name uh, the nymph of Roman mythology, um, whose love for Narcissus was unrequited and ended up condemned by Juno to repeat only the last words spoken to her. Oh, just had to nerf it out, that last one. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm reading this, I'm, Nymph, Narcissus, oh, this is Echo, right? Keep reading. I think it's still Echo. Yeah, okay, that's that's it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just another example of the gods just being utter, utter a-holes. Absolutely. Like, I can see... Uh, punishing Narcissus because he was a jerkwad. Mm-hmm. But Echo did nothing wrong. Yeah. Uh, and yet got this uh, very weird punishment. Well, for that matter, you know, why should someone be required to love someone else? You, know, you mm-hmm. can't force that kind of thing unless apparently you're Juno and, uh, you know, not to call down her wrath or anything, but like, you know, why, why did she have to requite Echo's love? Yeah. I, I don't quite understand. Um, but yeah, I, for my part, I don't, I don't have my mythology down pat that well that I didn't need the nerfing out at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was, uh, relieved to see that a little bit cause this is one that's just on the fringe of like, it's, it's a very famous one on the one hand, but on the other, I don't think about it somehow as it's, as the allegory that it is. Um, that often I, I certainly, you know, the concept of narcissism comes up pretty frequently, just kind of in life. Um, and of course an echo is a very common concept of sound rebounding and coming back to you or whatever. Um, and so, you know, with that in place, I, I knew that that had to be echo if that was the, the fate to which she was condemned. So. That's what I put down as well. And that was correct? Huzzah. Which means I may have bearded. I'm going to say you did. I feel confident that All-Star is going to be taken. But I, I, we'll see. At least It's at least a moral beer, uh, if not <laughs> a scored one. Um, I'll be pretty annoyed if, if All-Star by itself is not taken. Um, because, you know... It, the the question is just ambiguous enough to mm-hmm. to not be able to tell if you need the name of the shoe or the semi pro basketball player. Well, 
the basketball player's entire name is part of the shoe mm-hmm. name, kind of. But like, if you only say the latter part of the shoe name, have you said the shoe name? Right. I I, I feel like that's just that's too slippery to grade people harshly on. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I would certainly accept All Star because it's clear that you know that's the the name that they're going for. Um, or better yet, if Thorsten really wanted to specify that the basketball player had to be named, then ask for that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, straight up ask for that because otherwise you're going to get this. Yeah. This range of answers. Um, so you better be happy with it. That's what I say. And I ended up with five out of six, which I'm almost happy with. <laughs> um, certainly five is a good, is a perfectly credible score almost anywhere in the league um but it certainly also seems like a day that people may beer on and so um i don't know some of these may be a little tougher than others the australia one could be a little tricky Mm -hmm. um if you're not a current events kind of person especially so i guess that's what i'll hope for and hang my hat on excuse me so i guess we'll see how it goes yep And it's a very short week this week. Yes. So that's it for today. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Blue Sky at Learned Lag with all the vowels. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.